We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to CFB Nation, presented by Twisted T. Yo, one of the surprises of the camp, Pat Coogan wins the spot on the offensive line. And then it's not Billy Shrout, but it's Rocco Spindler. The two grinders on the inside are the two starting guards. Surprise yeah. to some, Marcus Freeman, he talked about it was really really good um the competition amongst those guys was was what you want to see um I think Rocco and Pat both just uh you know um, the the confidence they build in their coaching staff the trust of, of them being able to do their job um on a consistent basis was why they'll be in there to, to start the game and so um I feel really good about the depth of our our guard position you know Billy had a great spring um and so I mean a great a great fall camp so um but those two guys, man, have had a really good fall camp in terms of just the execution. All of them are physical. All of them have the traits that you look for in offensive guards. But um, the overall execution of what they were asked to do on a consistent basis is why those guys will be starting for us. Yeah, I mean, uh, you get an opportunity for guys to have the ability to be playable. I just think that's an attractive thing. And Marcus Freeman acknowledges that. And and for him to be having so many two way players as it is, I mean, I just think that's he might he might pioneer engineering entire recruiting classes that are playing both ways of the football. Hell, by the time twenty twenty five come, even the quarterback got to play a little safety. So I think uh, for him to his formula of that type of versatility stemming the right competitive attitude having guys ready and available on, on whatever they ask, I think it is a something special that he's cooking up with that. Yeah. But at the same time, man, you, you as a head coach of a program like this, the best thing you can do is be decisive on who to play, regardless of how close it can be. Because I think that just is a way more professional. And, and you know, the kids will take it a lot better. And, and you got to let the chips fall where they may, but you cannot, as a big-time head coach, be an undecisive personal roster management. I think that's just a, one of the three cardinal sins as a head coach that you can't do, you know. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, it's, it's funny because I wonder the change between Harry Heastan and Joe Rudolph, how it impacted uh, the battle at guard. Uh, Joe Rudolph, it's just a little bit different than Harry. Probably going more on a, a field. I mean, he he likes guards to have a lot more movement. Yeah, he, he likes he athletic guards that can get out, pull, do stuff like that. And I wonder how that impacted this battle. That's right. Um, but the depth that they had, that he talked about, going too deep, sometimes three deep on the inside, bodes well. It really does. And Coach Newberry. Head coach the Navy, who was the defensive coordinator last year, who basically blitzed every down in the second half of that game last year. I'm pretty sure he's going to apply pressure. Yeah. Like, there's no way he's going to try and allow Sam Hartman to get comfortable on Saturday. So, yo, this offensive line is going to have to pick up a lot of stunts, twists, Fires, everything. I think they're going to be put to the test early. So we'll see how this 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 top five. We'll see how they look right out the gate. That's right. It's going to be interesting, left. Going to be interesting. The last time we talked, you said you were comfortable with Notre Dame sitting at thirteen. The over-under for the game went up a little bit. It went up to 50 and a half. Remember, it was like 48? Went up to 50 and a half. The line went up to 20 and a half. So it got bumped up a little bit. But people still don't believe in Sam Hart. Possibly in this offense. Is it Sam Hartman or is it skill position players? that they don't believe in when we look at the prop bets because they still have this touchdowns at around 25 on the season. And they still have this yardage at right around 2,800. Yeah, I 100% believe is 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 Sam Hartman not moving the needle from a narrative standpoint. Because um, I, I guess what? If we got 
Caleb Williams transferred over, I bet you we would have our numbers going through the roof. If we had San Jose State on Saturday night, I think they're a 30-point favorite. Yeah, like, come on. They're not a 30-point favorite without him, even though they have a good team. So, yeah, it's 100% Sam being the reason why. I mean, how many times does a top quarterback go transfer, go Mm -hmm. somewhere, and nothing happens? (laughs) (laughs) Hell, Tyler went to Alabama, and Alabama's top five in transfer rankings now or something crazy. We ain't even cracked it. We ain't even cracked that, and we lost again. So, I do think uh, that's his challenge. You know, you got people outside of football giving you the hype that people inside of football is not giving you. Yeah. So you fighting the narrative battle of being, as some people would describe, the great hope, and then as others as it's no difference. So if I was Sam, I'm I'm feeling away. You know, you reaping a lot of benefits, getting beats and dove and you know, well deserved through your accomplishments. But football is such a crazy game. Hell, you gotta now yeah. it depends on it depends on which beat he's getting. They gave him a nice little beats deal because he gave the team some beats, you know. Yeah, but are you giving me the studio quality joints? Am I getting the little plugs? You get the ones the tra- that wrap around your ear, the little uh, the gold uh, travel ones that look cool on the wall. You know, block out the noise, that kind of thing. But it was a cool moment, cool moment with Sam Hart. Cool Hell, if you can go out there and 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 bless your team with some gifts because you got paid or whatever, that's cool. That's cool. And that's something that's never happened before. So back in 2015, what would Malik have given? Oh, Malik would have been team. signed. Malik would have been signed with a bad company. And I would have given out the fellas some mattresses and pillows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have been, wow. I would have been shooting that NIL. Mattresses and, and pillows. Dak. Me and Dak sleeping in them Tempopedics. <laughs> that's my yeah, that's where I would have went. Straight, I would have called Tempopedic that day. Hey. I like laying down on something nice after a long, hard day. Yeah, yeah, that would have been me right there. I, I, just, I was just willing to bet it was going to be some type of restaurant food deal. See, you know, people, especially what I've learned in Notre Dame, our players are very picky. You know, we didn't have every selection and, 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 and thing you could have imagined. I'm over there thinking like, ooh, we, 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 we on to something. And then I got all my teammates wanting chicken fingers and fries all the time. Like, you don't see this sushi? It's sushi night. You want some chicken fingers and fries? Yeah, they don't they don't appreciate palates like mine. So I would definitely give them something they all like. And that's uh, some, uh yeah, that's sleep number, not tempered sleep number. See, I'm not a sushi person. Mm, okay. But you know, I'm just saying the 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 variety. We, we you know, they these some chicken, broccoli, and rice kids. You know, I'm like, all right, all right. But damn, we got pasta station one night, Asian persuasion night. You know, we got we got uh, a Mexican night. You know, we got some we got right. some nice things. Right, right. Culture, food, variety. And they all chicken fingers and fries. I'm like, man, y'all boys don't appreciate nothing. So we we you know, I wouldn't want to take time to be interested in their palates because it'd be real bland. I I get bored. 
You know, just give them peanut butter and jelly. Hell, most of them wanted peanut butter and jelly over some of the food we didn't have. So, I'm, whatever. That's why they underweight. You know, I was never underweight. I was always on weight, good for weight. They ain't never had to say, pack me no extra nothing. I was good. Eat my meals. You're going to be fine. Football players and watching this. Just eat your training table. Stop being so picky. You can't snack your way to weight. There's not enough protein, banana, chocolate smoothies. There's not enough peanut butter sandwiches at night that will get you to weight like a regular meal. So you're talking about what? Four meals a day? You in college, man. You can eat. No. See, I lost weight in college. I don't know about everybody else. I came home and my mother was looking at me like, you must like have been in the pool Man, she was asking me questions about substance abuse. You know what I mean? She was like, dude, why are you so skinny? I'm on the move, mom. I ain't sleeping. I'm up. Yo, the food was terrible. The only thing I ate was pizza at night. Mm. And that's it. Maybe some chips. Mm. That's college life, bro. Ain't treating yourself right, Sean. That is not college life. No, but once once I began to work for the football office my sophomore year, though. Oh yeah, yeah, you. And I got to be around training table. (laughs) Oh yeah, I was getting a T bone like every other day. Yeah, you start getting bougie with it. Oh, I wanted, I wanted fillet, man. Come on, give me well, (laughs) give me well done. Don't you giving me this? You know, I deserve a little bit better. Yeah, that, that freshman year was all about Gumby's pizza. Mm. That's it. Everything else? Man. Shoot, now, y'all probably got everything and some over there. Oh, champagne the looks totally different now. <laughs> totally different. Everything's down there now. <laughs> hey, they got Chick-fil-A on campus. Oh, hell. Yeah, Florida had that. They When that opened on campus, it shut down the whole campus. I'm like, why y'all like Chick-fil-A so much? But man, you put that in the center of campus. Chick fil A or Canes? Man, something's been going on in that Chick fil A formula with the Nuggets. It ain't been. It ain't been the same for me. It ain't been hitting. Canes have never really been hitting for real. At all. It's just blanch. Right. <laughs> at all. But you get the munching on it after a while. You're like, all right, I, you know, I can take it. You know, huh. whatever. But. Chick-fil-A got the better sides. You know, I like the little mac and cheese here and there. They got the good, the good shakes. Can't go wrong with the shakes. So the salad with the chicken fingers on it. I mean the salad with the chick, the crispy chicken nuggets on it. Yeah. Undefeated. It's fire. 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 Ranch, avocado, whatever. Avocado ranch dressing. Yes, sir. (laughs) Yes, sir. See, that's like Chick-fil-A is like Notre Dame's running game. Oh, yeah, yeah. Haynes is like the passing game. It's been bland. Is the, sure. It's been bland. It's been bland. It's been bland, left. It's been bland. Yeah. And we, and we done tried to tease you with a Tobias Polynesian sauce. Just dip it in the sauce. Just dip it in the sauce once or twice. But that's not the passing game. The passing you game is the fingers. You said a Tobias Polynesian sauce. I like yeah, that. We've been, yeah, we've been dipping the little Tobias sauce. Thinking we got the better meal. No, that's just the sauce. That is just the sauce. But what makes the difference is I do think that 
with our running game being, I think, still effective, still what it what it was last year, maybe even better. Sam's value has to come in at some point. And I would prefer it to be more of an impact than a running game. Because if it is, we can win the whole thing. Think of Alabama every year they won it. The running game was there anytime they needed it. But what took Alabama over is when they had a Heisman receiver, when they started putting dudes in the league at receiver and quarterback. Because Alabama always had a run game. Always. Mark Henry. I'm sorry, Derrick Henry, Mark Ingram, Trent Richardson, right? Before the pass game. Hell, they got Derrick Henry when they got a pass game. Right. Bo Scarborough, all these top running backs. So for Sam Hartman to be more effective than the run game is the challenge. If you can't be more effective than the run game, then that's why Vegas is looking at us like it's no different. You got a guy that just can't take you over the massive hump and benefit that the run game gives you. If he can't do better than that, we can't give you more wins. So that's the the greatest challenge for Sam is can you be more important in the run game? Can we feel more comfortable watching Notre Dame football, throw the football, as opposed to the comfortability we inherently feel turning or handing it off. When we can get that feeling better, because guess what USC yeah. feel? USC's like, well, shit, I'd rather throw it than run it. I don't care if it's third and one, third and 100, third and 38, third and 48. We got Caleb Williams. Right. And third and one running the ball, when we got Caleb Williams, I think that's a stretch. I might want to throw it. Third and one for Notre Dame right now, we know what we're doing. Everybody knows what we're doing. But I think that's where the, the 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 next level comes into is because with a Alabama team like Bryce Young, their run game was pretty significant. But when teams won't let you run, because not every team can let you run, you got to be able to be effective throwing the football. We feel like we have a guy that's able to be effective at the same time. Your impact has to be valued more than with an Aldrich and a Jadarian and all these guys we got, which are great guys. It's hard to overcome that. But that's yeah. really where the crux of our offense is right now. Until we get – we were not going to stop being good running the football. That's just not going to happen. You're not going to go down to go up somewhere. We got to elevate our passing above our run game, which is – I mean, you talking about – a huge gap considerably most teams have closed that gap with generational quarterbacks Clemson closed it Alabama closed it you know all the teams that are winning closed it pretty much yeah. hell Georgia yeah. had a great run game still has a great run game they had Dalvin Cook brother yeah. Herschel Walker son and, and Stetson Bennett value throwing six touchdowns over 400 yards of championship game that's just better if Sam Hart, do you imagine Sam Hartman doing that with the type of run game that we have? We would literally score 65 points also in the national championship. 
Yeah. So I think that's where we have to find the value from Sam is that, yeah, those three games are very important. But against Ohio State, you got to be the main guy. It can't be the run game that's going to win us this game because it wasn't the run game for Ohio State that won it for him last year. It was them two or three jobs at the end where they had a they quarterback was like, gosh darn it, I'm number two pick in the draft. Eat my shorts. I'm a one, two, three, four throws. I'm gonna take you out of this game because I'm better than you. Mm. Yeah, the run game started coming on late, but even with that, them three or four throws that took us out is the difference. And when we play Ohio State this year, we're, our run game's going to be there, but it's not going to be a, the, the 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 defining factor of us scoring the forty points we need to. Sam's got to be the defining factor of why we scoring forty points against Ohio State, or we're not going to win. And Audrey can have two hundred yards, and Jadarian can have a couple long. T- it won't be enough because when it comes down to that third down. And Sam Hartman got to put it in the bucket. Got to put it in the end zone. They're not giving us the run. They done sold out on the run. Like every team has done us in every big game in the last five years, Mm. five, six years. They have sold out or not letting us run the football. Sam, you got to be that too. And when that value is over the run game, I would feel eyes closed say we win that championship. But if he's not the X factor, he's no different than Ian. He's no different than Ian. He is no different than the man Ian Book. Hell, I would prefer Ian Book because at least he's been there first. We don't know this dude. He could he could be a jerk or something if we lose him. You know, you don't know what he like. You know what I mean? So yeah. That's what my importance. If I'm Marcus Freeman, I'm telling Sam, listen, you're gonna get everything you want here but you got to be more important in our running game because Tyler Buckner wasn't, and Tyler was serviceable. But, hell, Tyler Buckner's not more important in the running game down in Alabama right now, and that's why they don't know who's going to start. They started talking about Dylan Lonergan as a possible starter down in Alabama. That's crazy. So I do think that um, Vegas sees our underhitting issues. We see it, but can Jared Parker see it? That's the question we got to ask ourselves. And if he is able to help Sam be more important, not make Sam more important by just throwing it 50 times a game, but you can do your running and all that stuff. But are you going to put Sam in good positions where he can show his best and we can give you our best in the past game in situations that matter with like a free call? Are you getting some momentum shit? The, the script, it ain't working. Damn it. We done. We, it ain't working. Sam, what's our what's our go to? Sam, what's our what's our go to call to your guy Ty- Tyree? We just gotta have those plays. We just got to. It ain't nothing you yeah. can really plan for. Yeah. It's just Sam, you're comfortable with these plays with these guys when the, when the, it all going down. Because damn, I can't script everything perfect, and, no. and I don't think Sam Parker should in thinking that. Hell, you got the house money. Marcus Freeman done did all the hard work, done brought all the players in needed. Now I'm like, look, I can only lead you to water. I can't make you drink it. That's his approach. I can only lead you to it. 
But Devin, if you don't throw that strike in the whole shot, Sam Hartman, when we when it's dialed up, I can't, you know, I can't be too mad. I'll put Kenny Minchie in there. <laughs> Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and packs a powerful punch with 5% alcohol and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team. Whether you're tailgating in the stadium parking lot, watching at a bar, or hosting friends at home, Twisted Tea is there to elevate game day experience. It perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. You know what, Left? First of all, we need to be healthy. And only losing Aiden Gabbard and Kevin Bowman to injuries. They both had successful surgery. According to Marcus Freeman, uh, the team is healthy, which is great. But the surprise of the camp has been the defensive line. And remember, two weeks ago, I said, look, I got a funny feeling that this defensive line is going to surprise a lot of people. Because there's just too many talented guys for them not to make an impact. Yeah, we might not have the big 300-pounder defensive tackle. That's, you know, a first-round pick. We might not have the legendary defensive line coach like Ohio State. But you got Josh Burnham, who I told people last year has an incredible first step when I watched him as a freshman. He just needs to put some weight on We've been waiting for Jordan Botello for a long time. You got John the Baptist, transferred from Ohio State, Riley Mills, Mr. Consistency, Howard Cross. It's just too many pieces for that defensive line not to be better. Jason Anye, Tyson Ford, Big K. Just too many pieces. And for them to step up, I love hearing the fact that they were giving the offensive line hell. Because you have studs in that offensive line, and you kept hearing week after week, this defensive line is giving this offensive line hell. You know something else I was reminded of? And I'll get back to that when I was on left. You taught me a valuable lesson, bro. There is no such thing in football as elite offensive line play. No. <laughs> if you if you see elite off, offensive line play, it's an anomaly. Yeah, no, for real. I'm watching the NFL. Everybody's offensive line sucks. Oh, bro, because it's just no, everybody. Listen, no, listen it's I'm like, too- wait a minute, bro. <laughs> yeah. This is the case in the NFL too. I'm like, man. Listen, when you got Yo, NFL, college, 
it's because because you got to think one they don't have enough practice time, which is why Harry he said never really wanted to be in the NFL that long, is because there's not a lot of time that you have where you can build what Notre Dame has been consistent with in developing mm-hmm. the O line as a unit, like traveling around together, watching film together, do. You know, NFL is is too disconjointed to have that strong of a bond because that's like having a starting five for mm-hmm. basketball, like the Michigan starting five. They them boys have been playing together for a good amount of time. And so, you know, certain things that you know that happen in a game, they know how to all respond well together. There's no different than the offensive line, especially the legendary one we built at Notre Dame. All those guys were on the same page. In the NFL, it's so hard because you have super, super, super talented defense alignment mixed with guys that have nothing to do all day but to figure out how to break up that five y'all got in front. It's it's too hard. On top of just the, the physicality, I mean, you got Jadavion Clowney, bro. Come on. Not enough scheme in the world. Max Crosby, not enough scheme in the world. You're going to have to take a one-on-one at some point. And them dudes just freaks, man. Them dudes be trading every day. Like, what do you want? So, But it bodes well. It bodes well because I love the offensive line being challenged. Oh, yeah. During fall camp. But that's what makes that's what makes it so beautiful about a Kyle Shanahan or or good offensive minds and stuff is that that's what you're beating play in the play out. The D line. Mm. You're trying to see how many, like how many plays can I get off without the D line being in the way? That means I gotta move the pocket, I gotta get it out quick, I gotta develop my shots. And having an O-line that can't hold, I got to, you know, so that's what makes the game so hard is because how do you manage the, the crazy D-linemen that keep coming out every year? Every year, D-linemen are just popping up everywhere, and they all fast, they all long. So for a guy like uh, or for Notre Dame as a program, to have an average O-line is, is shocking. But to the rest of the world, that's like y'all on pace with everybody else. Basically. Because Alabama and Georgia, they, you know, you know, it is what it is over there. Alabama and Georgia just go get big boys. That's all they do. Yeah. that's And, they, and then those are the ones that are coached the best out of the other ones. But still, you know, you can still get – look at Ohio State, Georgia. They were still getting their O-line looking regular on both sides. On both sides. Yeah. But the difference are those quarterbacks, those X-Factor players. You Skill know, those, players. Those are the ones that make it like, okay, yeah. we can work with this. You know, yeah. it may not be ideal. Like uh, Jay says, you know, Riley Mills is 6'5", 315. Riley Mills is 315. He's not taking two blockers and holding the point. That's not the type of football player he is. Notre Dame still needs to find those guys in recruiting. And that's okay that he's not. Yeah. And it's okay that he's not. But at the same time, like, 
you know, Riley Mills' impact is going to be on a different level as well, though, too, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Shock, I'm shocked Riley Mills wasn't a captain. I'll keep it a buck. Shocked? Yeah. Yeah. Why shocked, though? I'm shocked. I thought he would be one of the captains. But on what basis, I guess? He's not the best player on the defense. He, you know, he's a D lineman. Um, he's not very vocal. He's not like a, a no. He child. is vocal. He is vocal. If you go to practice, Riley Mills is one of the main ones talking. You're okay. I'm sorry. In the defensive line unit, I'll say in the defensive line unit. Oh, but that okay. So he's respected. He's respected. Cause they when they lined up, they have like seven, eight. No, they I think they have like nine guys that lead the drills, and you could tell those are like the respected guys or the guys that would be up for captaincy. Um, Cam Hart was one. JD was one. Uh, Kaiser was actually one. Joe Jack Alt was Kaiser. one. Yeah, Jack Kaiser was one. Joe Alt was actually one. Uh, Sam Hartman. Uh, DJ Brown was one. So you knew those would be the guys that the team was choose from. But, you know, yeah, Riley Mills was one. Yeah, I thought Riley Mills had a shot. I thought Audrey Estimate had a shot. I thought he had a shot. But yeah, look, that passing offense is going to take a major step forward if Notre Dame ends up, because we're going to do our predictions later in the week. I have a number that I'm going back and forth on as far as number of wins. Take another day or two to think about it. But uh, I think it's a good season ahead of ahead of us. A Notre Dame fan. That's right. I think it's a good season. Lucky Lefty Podcast. How comfortable are you with uh, Sam Hartman getting hurt and missing a game right now? Well, if it's right now, it's not that big of a deal. Ohio State would be a big deal. Um, yeah, if you if you missing the three biggest the three games you were signed for, it's a big deal. How about that? Mm. The way they talk about Steve Angeli, or the way they have spoken about him lately, he can he can be. Everybody outside of the big three games, in my opinion. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We, you know, he didn't get to Notre Dame. He couldn't do that. You know what I mean? He may not be the guy that we looking to lead to Calvary, but he qualifies to be at Notre Dame because he can win all the games that you're supposed to win. You know, I think he's. 
you know, he may lose a couple here or there, but he's got enough to get there, which I think, you know, is is good. Like, hell, Ian was good enough to win the games he was supposed to win. And he became the all-time winning his quarterback. But when it came to winning anything of importance, we knew that probably wasn't a, his greatest strength. But, you know, that's, that's hard to do, shit. That's why it's only yeah. a couple first-rounders every year. By any chance that you get a chance to watch your boy Air Nolan Friday night against Juju oh, yeah, Lewis? No, I said he's nice. I like I like Juju. I like Juju Lewis better. Juju just committed to USC. Of course he did. Like the dude is. A, I, I like Juju. I like Juju a lot. I like Juju way better. Like he's just he's one of them ones. He's one of them. He fits in that Trevor Deshaun Lawrence, you know, Caleb category. He's gonna be very yeah. special. I mean, the man just. Even in a loss, I felt like he should have won. Like he still won to me. I didn't Maybe like that last. Years. I didn't like that last play call. I didn't. I didn't either. But every, tight end across. Every loss that he's had, even though he's, he's Alabama commit, that's why went to they went to their best player. But any any loss that he's had, he's never played bad. No, like the loss they no. had last year, he had like five hundred yards, five touchdowns. He just ran out of time, like. <laughs> like he's a beast. I'm a big fan of Julian Lewis. Now, Eric Nolan's he's he's very, very nice as well. I think he'll have an interest. Well, he'll have an easy time at Ohio State, but you know, forecasting that in the future, obviously. I think he's he to- didn't he decommit from Ohio State? Oh, did he? I think he did, oh. if I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken. Well, damn, if he did, then that's good for us, but uh for, I think he's he's, he's going to be an impact player, a good college quarterback, fun to watch, yeah. very Marcus Vickish to me, um, just the way he plays. Um, I think his uh, his maturity throughout his college time would, would define his NFL future as well. I mean, I just think Julian already there. I just own. That's what I see. I just think Julian Yo. already he just need a, a year in college to just polish everything up, and he's ready to go. That was left. That was my first time watching Julian Lewis, bro. Yeah, just I was a, like, "Yo, this kid is good, bro." He's just really good. Like he's so poised, and it's I think composure. Yes, he just looks so. I know what I'm doing. Yeah. So Absolutely. you know what you're doing. You're a dangerous man, and Jelly never looks like you know what he's doing. So that's why I, I get a little. Concern, you know. Well, Angeli, man, he knows the playbook. That doesn't mean anything to me. It hey, doesn't mean that's half mean. the battle. No, it's not. Half the battle is being able to execute the playbook. Knowing no, the that's, playbook, that's, that's you're getting it to the 60 70 percent if you can actually execute. Knowing <laughs> well, it, you, you might go become a if you can't be in the huddle and, and spit the play out, some guys can't. You know, it was it was tough. You know, it's not an easy thing. It was tough for me at some at some spots. You know, learning how to do it. But hell, it's after the play that matters about Angeli to me, right? Of course. And and I just think that it's a it's more of a talent thing than it is his non understanding. I think he knows what's going on. Hell, you better know what's going on, but. Hope it's just the whole like 
I think it's a feel thing too with some people. Some people feel like at ease when certain guys run into the game. When when Jack Cone ran into the game, we kind of felt a little bit at ease. We knew he couldn't mess it up too much, but we yeah. also knew that if you if you if he if you let him hang around, yeah, Jack gonna make some throws. Now, if you let him hang around long enough, he gonna make something happen. With Angeli getting in the game, I'm just like, all right, let's just get this clock ran out. You know, let's let's not make too many mistakes. You know what I mean? So, I think Angeli needs to focus on changing his narrative. Uh, from a comfortable like hanging around Sam Harbin like his like his like his little brother is not helpful to the narrative of we feeling confident if you run out there you're not holding somebody's hand you know what I mean I feel pretty comfortable with Kenny even though he may have some some mistakes early on but it, hell he's making those mistakes because he's trying you know he's trying he's, he's out there you know so if, if Sam goes down right now, cool. But he better be ready for the games he signed for. Hey, man, I'm excited. Two o'clock on Saturday, Notre Dame jumps it off for the football season in week zero. Left, how many points you think? 40? You need to see 40? Yep, need to see 40. Need to see 40. If it will forecast a great future seeing 40, you know what I mean? Nobody want to see Gus go in there and score 28. He ain't fly that far. He ain't fly that far. Hey, you know what time it is. It's time to get petty. Oh, we did a good job executing. Are you upset with something? And fire up the Petticoat Junction train. I just don't like you. You don't? No. What is today's petty historic Petty Junction? Petty Junction, Petty Story of the Day brought to you by Noah Whiskey and NoahWhiskey.com. That premium American whiskey at NoahWhiskey.com. A lot of people want Dan Mullen on the Petty Train. I'm going to go a step further left. Mm. The Chicago White Sox, bro. <laughs> Story came out yesterday that they are considering moving where they now play guaranteed rate field and going to the western suburbs. Out there with the Bears? Arlington? Somewhere out that way, dog. Good grief. I might have to call the team something that can't call Chicago no more. Not only that, This man is considering moving the Chicago White Sox out of the state if they don't find a viable spot. Out of the state? Possibly Nashville. Wow. 
I hold my peace <laughs> on owners. This is the first time I've literally wanted something bad to happen to an owner. <laughs> yeah, you try to move the team, man. Like, I don't know what we're talking about here, Left. What what are we doing? What's next? He gonna move the Bulls? He do on both. He make money with the Bulls, so he ain't moving them. I don't understand it, man. You gotta put Jerry Ryan's up on the petty train, bro. If you, do you, if you had to take a step back and look at it from a business perspective, is it smart? What to move? What to, to move, move the stadium? To move outside the state? Well, he tried it before. He tried to. He tried to move to Tampa before the current Tampa Bay organization moved there. Mm-hmm. He threatened to move to Sarasota. This was years ago. Hey, if he keep looking, he gonna find something. That's what they say. Hey, man, look. Mad petty. <laughs> it's mad petty. I'm done with it. Shout out to the Indianapolis Colts for giving Jonathan Taylor the right to go find a trade. I think it's mad petty the way they treated him. 100%. But at least they gave him the opportunity to go find his next organization. I mean, after they done did all that, I mean, damn, that's the least you can do. Left, what's your setup for Saturday? Got to get my buffalo dip. Got to get my nice uh, specialty drinks. You know what I'm saying? Got to get make sure my phone's charged. And the kids got to be quiet, man. So I got to give them a, what they like? A... That's it. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's it. it. That's it. And, and Marcus Freeman better be ready. I have to have an empty house. That's it. Yeah. Because I don't like I agree like with you. I don't like the whole chatting while I'm watching the game thing. Like, no, no. Don't be, don't be no, we're not gonna be cool. Yeah, yeah, that's like no man. Leave me alone while <laughs> I'm doing this. We're glad to be back. Yeah. Refresh. Tomorrow we'll dig into Navy, the matchups, and Notre Dame individually and what we look forward to them doing in this matchup, the 96th meeting against Navy, third time they've met the midshipmen over in Ireland. Should be dope. So for left, the original lefty himself, I'm Sean Davis. We bid you adieu until tomorrow, same time, Lucky Lefty Podcast. Make sure you spin it differently.